Hello and welcome to Stirring the Pot Entertainment Series Premier Entertainment Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Emmanuel Jean Baptiste, first, second, and last. Today we have It's me, Asia, I think. And Sam. No I think? No. You sure of yourself? I'm pretty sure. Excellent. We're all here. In this wonderful day in 2020, middle of a global pandemic, Krakatoa just erupted, an E5 tornado just hit Mississippi. Ooh. It really just be like that sometimes. Like, what are we supposed to do? (laughs) And we've been trapped in our house for a long time. But, at least take these next 30 minutes to... um, de-stress from all of that as we try and attempt to entertain and inform. So, we're going to go ahead and get started on a couple of news stories. There's a lot of wild stuff happening in the world right now. Um, right off, right hot off the presses, Asia. Yeah. Did you know Ticketmaster is no longer refunding tickets for concerts? Oh, so they're just stealing people's money? They're, yeah. So they're just stealing people's money. Is yeah. that what we're doing? That's what it so seems like. So a global like. pandemic happens. Everyone's laid off of work, and we decide that this is the time to just steal people's money. If you go Ticketmaster, if you can't refund money without going down, then go down. That's how. That's how a lot of people's thoughts are right now. Um, it's it's a really scummy thing to do. Um, honestly, Ticketmaster has been the, the scummiest of websites for years now. Like, can no one just? Can the government not be like, hey, stop that? Can the government just be like, that's illegal for you to be taking people's money if you're not giving them any kind of, like, good or service? Yeah. There, I guess the article was specific that it's about any concert that, for example, we had a chance to film for a BTS concert in April mm-hmm. that's been postponed, mm-hmm. right? You oh. can't cancel any tickets for postponed events. The problem is, a lot of postponed events are just to get canceled. Yeah. So, what, do they have to wait for it to be canceled? The thing um, is, like, um, if it's between going to a BTS concert and, ooh, things have changed, I need money now, let's cancel this ticket, I'm going to cancel the ticket, mm-hmm. because that might have to be what feeds me for this next couple weeks. Like... Yeah, like the BTS concert was purchased and the thought of this not being like, this was disposable money. Mm. Wow, so um, burn Ticketmaster to the ground. They don't have a physical area. Hackers, you know what you have to do. They, so according to the New York Times, um, they quiet, um, the Ticketmaster quietly changed their rules without like, telling anybody oh because so we can just you know when people do that on the playground they get their ass beat so um Ticketmaster was good so it, it used to say um refunds are available if your event is postponed rescheduled or canceled um now the policy has changed to say refunds are available if your event is canceled wow and on top of that, Ticketmaster's purchase policy states that the event provider may set refund limitations 
in the case of rescheduled events, but without a guaranteed refund policy for post for postponements, many customers may be out of luck. No, that sounds like you, you. They're not out of luck. You did that. No, this isn't about luck. You did that. Well, that's like the like. You can just get away with that. Yeah, and see, the thing is, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, disease experts are saying that large-scale concerts might not be a thing until fall 2021. That's fair. And it's just like, but po- that means people, if these if these concerts aren't are just aren't like canceled and continue to just be postponed for the eventual hope that it can reopen again, a lot of these people aren't going to see their money for a long time. Yeah. It's like I made plans in regards to this date that I like set this year, not like a year from now, mm-hmm. in like August. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. the thing is, like, when you purchase a ticket, on your, like, on your, like, whatever they give you, like, your ticket stub or whatever, the email they sent you, and it has, like, the policy that you agreed to, wouldn't the policy that you agreed to still apply to when you purchase a ticket and they can't just change the rule? It seems to not be the case. Because that sounds like so much bull. This, this needs regulation. So, if a company were to go down, I guess Ticketmaster would be the one to... Because they've been, they've been like that for years. Yeah. So... So you better, if you have Ticketmaster stock, you better pull out now, because honestly... Is, is Ticketmaster a, a stock? publicly traded company? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. So, really quick on to our next news story. Um, wrestling. You guys know I'm a fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, ESW is coming back. More details on that Ooh. later. Um, but, we're a Central Florida-based media company. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know... The WWE is going back to live tapings. Why? Um, so it's kind of speculated that okay, so WWE has TV contracts where those TV contracts state that they're going to be live events, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let me take a step back. WWE is currently hemorrhaging money, right? They had a deal with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia hasn't paid like upwards of $10 million to the WWE. Oh, shock. Um, they, they just had to cancel WrestleMania. So they've lost millions of dollars in revenue there. Um, so they're, they're, kind of, they, they're struggling for money so much that they've had to cancel the XFL, which was going to be the new football promotion. They just had. To, they just fired every XFL player. Ooh. So they're hemorrhaging money. The, a lot of them are pretty worried that they're entering to a realm where, oh, we can't put on live events. So that th- the thing is, even though the net they have uh, network contracts with Fox and USA, the net appa- apparently those net those network contacts haven't said anything about it. But the WWE is fearful that hey, we promised them live events, and if we're not giving them live events, they might change our contract and give us less money. So they're pushing forward with the live events. Extremely irresponsible. But the WWE... So live events, like, in my heart, they sound irresponsible, but I couldn't explain why they would be. It's simply because of wrestling 
no matter how like good wrestlers are, wrestling isn't as, isn't an essential business. Mm-hmm. So everyone should stay home. Like they can take as many precautions as they want, but it's like, yeah, you're pe- out there. Yeah, there's still people involved in the in the yeah. production. And you're mashing bodies and stuff. It's a very contact sport. So, um, the entire weekend the WWE was just like, yeah, yeah, eff it, we'll do it live, we'll do it live. So, guess what? They're do- they're filming it live right now. Vince, you good? You, Vince? You know how they were able to get away with it? The mayor of Orlando, because they, they're filming out of Orlando, which is like the epicenter of like Florida's... Coronavirus yeah. outbreak? Um, the mayor of Florida, the mayor of Orlando is like, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it because according to the governor's office, wrestling is an essential business. Is? Yeah. How? How did you even get away with that? You don't know How? How? So, Florida has a Republican governor. Okay, yes. Um, the president is a Republican. And the president's best friend is one Vince, one of his closest friends is one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I hate Vince McMahon so goddamn much. WWE. Um, wrestlers, I'm sorry, but Vince McMahon die challenge. Go. So it's like, it's a really weird and wild predicament. Um, they flew a wrestling legend who's like 70 years old is Ooh. like down here. He took a flight Ooh. from Tennessee. Um, Jerry the King Lawler. Oh my God. 70. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Jerry, go back. Go back. It's like, you are going to get it. Like, it's like how many people in Orlando, like, are like, what what's the what's the statistic on that? I'm not sure. I want to say like one out of five. We'll say one out of five. <laughs> we were watching this. We were watching that. Um, oh God, I I can't remember any names. Rest, it's not wrestling after dark. It is dark side of the ring. Dark side Thank of the ring. Thank you. Dark side of the ring. It was like brawl for all, mm-hmm. right? This sounds like an idea on par with the amount of people who are going to get hurt, injured, or have their careers injured with Brawl for All. It's my only point of reference because we watched it yesterday. You did. But! Because <laughs> if you notice, um, like, if you, I follow wrestling news a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania because the thing is... I didn't get that. Siri, shut up! Siri, you're not on this podcast. Roman Reigns has had leukemia. Yeah. And so the thing is, he pulled out of WrestleMania. Like, he pulled out of WrestleMania the day of because there were reports that another wrestler by the, um, by the name of The Miz was oh, showing nice. signs of being sick. Mm. Right? That's a good call. And so he pulled out the day of. And every, like the thing is, a lot of people backstage were apparently mad at him. Because oh. Oh, no. The guy with leukemia multiple times pulled out during a pandemic? with his already compromised immune system and his high contact sport and people are just showing up to work sick, but we're gonna be mad at the man with leukemia multiple times, multiple leukemia. It's like, hey Roman Reigns, you can just like, just fight him, you can take him. Because <laughs> honestly, if anyone was mad at me because I was caring about my safety and the safety of others, I'd be- th- It's wild. The, th- the thing is, it's just like, I, I don't understand why the, the WWE has a performance center, right? Mm-hmm. They have a studio there. Why didn't they just film in bulk for like the next few weeks? Derek, yes, I'm making I'm making eye contact with you, and my eye contact is saying you 
You know, you know why. Because the thing is, AEW's doing the like kind of doing the same thing. Where they said they've the thing is they said they've they've recorded a lot in bulk mm-hmm. to last them for a few weeks. So like AEW isn't going to be live anymore, but they were live last week. Oh. Um, New oh. Japan Pro Wrestling. There has been no New Japan Pro Wrestling for the past like two months. Mm, sad, but understandable. Yeah. So it's just like it's really crazy in wrestling right now, and wrestling's down across the board. No one's watching it because. Yes. I was I, I was gonna let you finish. But I did want to pose, like, in the world where wrestling giant WWE goes down because of this, what what's the landscape like? Um, honestly, wrestling would and be- also Vince McMahon dies. That's very important. So, um, this might sound a bit rude, but a lot of wrestling fans are just like, man, WWE is gonna get so much better when Vince McMahon dies. So let's go ahead and bracket that as WWE would probably get better after he dies. Um, other than that, if WWE goes down now, I don't see that as being good for the wrestling industry in general. Because they're basically the atlas of wrestling. They're, the, they're synonymous with like the term wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like if you say American, uh, if you say wrestling in the United States, it's WWE. It's WWE. Yeah. So, like, if the WWE goes under, all these other wrestling promotions will probably go under. No. You don't think that the wrestling fans would just, like, go to other companies? Because it, it's been shown that, like, a lot, a, lot, a lot of the, like... The thing is, there's hardcore wrestling fans, right? Those mm-hmm. people who still watch AEW, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the casual fan, like, the fan that AEW is trying to reach, the fan that um, New Japan is trying to reach, if WWE's not there, they're not there because wrestling becomes less accessible with WWE gone. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, I love New Japan. It's really un, un like it's really hard to get into if you're not constantly like following the schedules mm-hmm. because it just doesn't have that media presence here. AEW doesn't have that media presence here. Right. You are right. But. Uh, we might see w- we might see the wrestling landscape transform into more of a regional thing, hmm. how it was back before Vince McMahon bought out all of his competition. Yeah. So like, uh, mid Florida wrestling might come back, hmm. uh, stuff like that, where it's like each like like the southern region, the northern region, they all have their own like regional championships. No, which interesting. Which would create an interesting thing. I I think wrestling would probably like. I honestly think, like, in the long run, if WWE isn't at the top, it's going to hurt wrestling for a bit. But I think it would stabilize. It wouldn't be as high as it was when the WWE was at its top, but, like... Right. It's a price you got to pay to demonopolize wrestling. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Eric. Thank you. I feel like... I, I, I know I am a casual wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I know like five names. And when you bring up wrestling, I feel like an old grandpa who's trying to remember your friends. Like, <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. Star, star streak. Star, star, stardust Asia. Stardust. Yeah, yeah. Is he still wrestling? Asia, I know you always picked him in the video games, but he's been out of the circuit for years now. Actually, Stardust is a wrestler. Oh, uh, huh? Stardust, 
Oh. No, yeah. Oh, the character of Stardust is like Adam yeah. yeah. He's a he's with um AEW now, right? Cody Rhodes. But yeah. Okay. Back tattoo. Why? Co- <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I hope you don't listen to this man. Like I'm not gonna tag you in our SEO or anything, but Cody like, Rhodes. I love you. Like you're great. You should have told someone about the tattoo so they could talk you out of it. It'd be really funny. Oh, sorry, go on. Girl, continue. No, I was gonna say it was gonna be really funny if like no one like some like one random person picks this up and they just like yeah, entertainment sues Dejan Baptiste, hates Cody Rhodes and thinks that he's ugly, and then that just circulates like if everything else is out of context. This is that's usually what happens. With yeah, that's even, funny. It's not even like the tattoo itself. It's just a placement. It's just the placement. Like if it's it was on his chest or like his forearm, right. I think it would have been fine. If he could make like the flag ripple with his muscles, that would have been cool. Yeah. What are you supposed to, your, your neck? You just, neck? you just gotta, uh, did, you, did you do it to seem tough? <laughs> you already a wrestler, Cody. You didn't have to do this. You're already, you're already jacked. Was, was the you're neck- a beautiful, you're an Adonis of is, the modern age who got graffitied. Is it the neck tattoo itself or is it just what the neck tattoo is? I think it's just the placement. I think the fact that it's a neck tattoo. Here's the thing. I personally don't like his tattoo. However, I don't like things in that style. Mm-hmm. So you were never gonna get me with it. Regardless, the placement yeah. doesn't do him any favors. Yeah, cause it seems like it's very lone. Like someone like took a brand thing and just suck it on his neck. Cause does he have any other tattoos? Nope. Well, he has one, this yeah. is Dream, which is his dad's like. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, if it, was, if it was like Dream on one chest and, and then, then like... the thing on the other. All this to say, also, uh, disclaimer, not to knock the um, meaning of the tattoo. Respect. Just saying, could have. But we could talk about this tattoo for a while. <laughs> just saying the same thing over and over. So that tattoo, if we moved it, if it looked, if it looked, if we moved it, maybe to a, maybe to a titty. Oh yeah, Jack Gallagher also got a tattoo. What? Jack Gallagher got, I know that man. Jack Gallagher got a tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pirate ship. Like, Yo, what? Jack Gallagher, stop! <laughs> uh, I need zoom in. Enhance the image. I can't see it. I'm so blind. You don't have to. Is he going for a new image? I don't know, but it looks like, bad. It's your body. Do what you want with it. Like, I don't. you don't need my approval. But Jack, what the heck? Jack, this is, oh man, this is a funny tattoo. This is a funny tat. Did he always have tattoos? No, he was no. like a like he was just paste white just the entire way white. down. Man, Jack Gallagher is funny. Um, who else do I know? Um, how's how's the uh how's the dream? Oh, uh, obviously the dreams. A lot of the dreams momentum has been stopped because he. Uh, like he he went away for injury. They didn't really capitalize on the story. Honestly, uh, like we need to do a re- the ball in the dream. Yeah, we could do a wrestling podcast if y'all want. Oh um, right, I guess that's this would just turn into that. Also, speak wrestling podcast where you bring up pictures of the wrestlers and we nitpick their appearance. Even though disclaimer, we don't matter. Sam. Oh wow. Yeah, I look at the picture I can see from far away. Is he going for like, yeah, it looks... a Victorian? Is that like a mongoose on his forearm? <laughs> I, I think so. I think he's going for like bare knuckle brawler. That's oh, wow. That's like. new. 
Yeah, I don't like the pirate ship. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand why pirate ship. I don't trust the man that gets a pirate ship tattoo. It's I, huge. I'm gonna be real. I think the tattoos do something for him. Because before it was like staring. You know when you're in like a dark room and then suddenly the TV shifts to like all white and your eyes are kind of like ah. That was me whenever he came on before. I feel like the tattoos give his body more depth so I can look at him for longer. I feel like also, he- Also, Jack Gallagher's funny. That's him without the tattoos? Oh, I don't like him. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was a lot pastier in memory. Yeah. Oh, no, this is paste. Uh, the I, I increased the color colorization of the soldering. Oh, wow. Y'all, <laughs> I can't dislike Jack Gallagher. I just can't. The guy's got things going for him. His gimmick out the gate was a good one. Anyways, um, cruiserweight championships of what? Uh, uh, 20, 26. 2016. 2016, I know things. The cruiserweight classic. Cruiserweight classic, I know things. TJP, he won? Yeah. With a video game gimmick? He did. I know things. Um, who else was there? Brian something, you always wore cheetah print. Kendrick? Yeah, I know. Boom. There you go. I know your friends. So, that's pretty much what's happening in the news. Um, wait, there's another thing in the news. I'm doing something really cool. Derek, tell us about the really cool thing you're doing. Thank you, Asia. I will tell you about this really cool thing I'm doing. So, um, so hey, in my day job, I'm a teacher. Right. Wow, way to take off the mask. <laughs> um, school's out. Mm-hmm. Not like out, out, but uh, we're, not, we're not allowed to go to school <laughs> anymore. Uh, a lot of stuff's happening. Uh, pandemic, you know, like distance learning is a thing. It really be like that. Um, I'm doing something pretty cool with my kids. Uh, I gave all of my kids a choice. Because the thing is, the entire year... Um, you can hear Asia and Sam. Uh, I pushed my kids the entire year. I was not like like I was a nice teacher, but you worked them. I worked them. You were trying to make them pass. Yeah, but then now they didn't have to take the standardized tests, and it was just like okay. So now Mr. Jean Mr. Jean Baptiste was just a, a jerk. jerk the entire year for no it, reason. It really validates the the kids who didn't do anything all year really got validated. Yeah. Because yeah. there were like some kids who were just like, yeah, they're going to pass me through. And it's like, you're right. Oh, <laughs> you, <no>. You're right. <laughs> you got me. This one instance where you were proven right. Wow, the universe really shifted for you, huh, kid? <laughs> so, Yo. <laughs> and so, like, their fourth, the fourth thing is, I'm an English teacher. Mm -hmm. um, we do our testing first. Mm -hmm. um, the last quarter for an English teacher after your standardized test is just like, hey, we did the thing we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And you can have something fun. Yeah, it's pretty much something fun, preparing you a little bit for next year. But like we did most of the work. Like I'm teaching writing. Mm -hmm. Like writing is not going to change that much from sixth grade to seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing this cool thing where... I wanted to have my I wanted my kids to have fun. The first thing that jumped to my mind was Dungeons and Dragons. Well, tabletop RPGs because we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. What are you playing, Derek? We're playing the World of Valor. What? Yes, it's not just a homebrew actual play tabletop podcast. 
it's also uh, a tabletop RPG that has a that has like a rule book now. So that's pretty cool. I was able to send that to my, to the, all my kids, and twenty three of them decided to take this journey with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you were in school in like primary school, there was like common core standards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the standard that I'm teaching right now is about. Let me see if I can get the official wording. Love that official Common Core standing wording. It's, um, me. it's me. I love Common Core. Derek. Derek, who's this? Who's this person behind you, holding you at gunpoint? Are you okay, bro? Common Core is great. (laughs) So I have to show that my kids can demonstrate effective conflict management and or resolution strategies. Honestly, D&D is perfect for that. D&D is perfect for that. I had to sell it to a few people in my school for me to get to give me the chance to do it. They approved it. I got the A-OK. And from there, here we are. Let there be tabletop. On our second week. It's great. Um, I have actually I have an article that I'm going to put in the link dump, which is like my experiences in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow our tabletop podcast, it's really fun and it's really cute to watch these kids just. It's really funny to hear about it too. Because the whole thing, there's a druid academy within the world of Ala, and the kids are all human druids within the world of Ala. Um. So. They're just exploring it, becoming one with the world as I put in different conflicts in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they keep discovering conflicts between each, between each other. They're mm-hmm. spirited. They're spirited. They're spirited. They're, they're a feisty bunch. Um, other than that, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm a, I teach writing, so I still have them write essays. I have them write creative essays based on their characters. Honestly, I'm so jealous because when I was their age... I did this for fun. Like, I'm not I'm not sour because I already finished my schooling and I don't have to go through this nightmare. But um, if my teacher was like, yeah, Asia, so we're going to play a tabletop RPG in this world I created, fantasy-based, and you get to make your own character. When you write essays, it's going to be about your character and you get to play with all your classmates and try to conflict resolute. I promise you, I would have lost my mind. And my grandparents wouldn't have heard about anything else for months. And it helps that, like, um, unfortunately, I guess not unfortunately, um, a, lot of my, a lot of my students listen to the world about. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all the ones that are part of this thing have, like, listened to it or are currently, like, binge listening through it in the process of yeah so it's like it's like it gives them a chance to connect with the world in a way that they couldn't get like just listening and hopefully this inspires like other teachers other people to like other teachers they're more creative in regards to the curriculum but you don't just have to stick with reading a book even though like i have a lot of kids who are just reading a book yeah like we're, we're going through a book together like yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it just gives other options. Yeah, get, try and have some fun. And also, it's just like, tabletop is such a cheap thing to do. 
And all you really need is a piece of paper, a pencil, and um, like some dice. And like you can just Google dice. Right? I'm running. I'm running this entire thing through Microsoft Teams. I'm not using Discord. We're not using webcams. Um, we're tight. I have two Microsoft Teams chat this group. Mm-hmm. One, which is the group where all of us are speaking as our characters, and the other one, which is us like our table talk. Ah, uh, yes, the in character chat and the out of character chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm familiar. There, there's no need for webcams, there's no need for cameras. My school, the school that I teach at, was able to provide. All the students. It's in a it's in a lower income area, but they were still able to provide all the students with a device, mm-hmm. as well as Wi-Fi to keep that device on. Ooh. So we have three sessions a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Hmm. I don't know why I blinked on that <laughs> day. Um, each session lasts about an hour. I do thirty minutes, typically around eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, 30 minutes or at the end of the day. It might go over a little bit depending on what's happening, but I typically give it to like hour-long sessions. Um, the kids seem to be having a great time. Uh, they don't even need dice. A, a few of them, I might give like a few of them um, the prize of dice at the end. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, we have so many, so many extras. We have like a whole dice like container and yeah. we have a sponsor. You don't have to, but if you need someone to um, make dice, a oh, dice collection based off the character, I wouldn't mind. Maybe. We. It's funny because the thing is, I, I was partially inspired by my uh, philosophy professor at college. Shout out. Shout out. Um, he did this philosophy in D&D course that really got me and Asia into d d It was our first time playing. Well, Asia, D&D would have been a thing Asia was into anyway because of... I, I needed the breakthrough. I didn't have friends who were just like, yeah, let's play D&D. So this was a necessary stepping stone in my life into a new world that I'm obsessed with. And he, he the, the professor always wanted to get that to work. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he didn't feel that it was as successful as it could have been, um... I think it was just like one of those you gotta walk before you run type things. You yeah. gotta crawl before you walk. Because honestly, if I did it again, I was terrible at it. I gave myself really hard reading. Obnoxiously hard. And then I didn't do it. Don't listen to this. And then I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my I was I was a bit inspired by that to where I wanted to put in like philosophical, ethical reasoning where the kids have to like bump up against. I want them to question the ethics of the world of Vala as themselves and as their characters. And I just think that's a, a really cool thing that an English class can explore. It's fun. So if anyone wants to, like, if you're a teacher that wants to run um, a D&D campaign to, like, teach Common Core standards, I think it's, it would take a little bit of work. Like, the world of Vala was completely created by, like, us at Entertainment Stew. Mm-hmm. So we can just... Like, it can fit within the structures of our world. Like, there's ethical frameworks that we can just go ahead and talk about. There's um, already written literature within the book that we can just give to the students. 
um, the students are getting something out of it because they're also constantly impacting the world. Because the thing is, they're playing a canon story within the world of Ala. Mm-hmm. Does it impact the plot at all? No, because they're kids. Yeah. But. So but their what? decisions still matter. Yeah. Yeah. What's like the most wild out of pocket stuff your kids have done that you're just like, yeah, this is tabletop. Anything can happen. These are my kids, but y'all did this. Yeah. Um, it actually happened today. What? Um, I have a student who is. She wants to set herself. It seems she wants to set herself up to be the main character. Um, can't blame her. Can't blame her. Like she's has out of this group of students. Has she listened? Has this particular student listened to the world of Al the longest? Yes. And is she the one that's caught up? Yes. But um, with our more recent episodes, you found out that humans are also just spirits within the world of Al. Mm-hmm. They're just a type of spirit. So you can make a druid contract with a mm-hmm. human. So this student took a note, tried to take a note from her hero. Oh, God. Oh. And she tried to bind a fellow student to her. Ooh. Ooh. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a, like a friend of theirs or it's just like... Their enemy. Wow. They try to bound their enemy to him. Wow. I was like, wow, that's some, that's that's some wild evil stuff. The thing is, she rolled high enough to get it. Did I let it happen? No. I didn't. Because I feel that's not fair. That's not fair. That's. Ooh, I. Ooh. Ooh, I'm out here. I'm out. Ooh. And the thing is, you notice that it's like, the thing is, she. She has. It's a creative student. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they purposely said bound and not make a contract because they didn't want the relationship to be symbiotic. They wanted it to be. I'm in oh, charge. Oh no, of that's yeah. a that's, that's like smart. Yeah. Oh no, that's smart. And I was like, wow, that's like you're like eleven. That's like it's very cutting. That's 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 a. You're going down the- <laughs> <laughs> Heroes don't do that. Only villains do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never like this. Only villains do this. So, um, that happened today. Um, I had to like the thing is we only get thirty minutes today because I had to like run damage control and be like, hey, um No. How about that? How about we don't do this and you never try this again? So, um, I get, because the thing is, I, I think it's this sense of it the begin that I gave at the beginning that's driving kids crazy. Because when I thought I was going to be teaching over 130 kids D&D at the same time, um, I made the deal that, hey, the best person from each class, I will bring their character onto the show of the world of battle. The problem is, I never took away that incentive, and now that pool has shrunk to the 23 people who want to be there. So one person. So one person. They thought six people were to be chosen. Ooh. So now they don't know it's only one? Do they know it's one now? No. 
But the thing is, like, the thing is, 23 is st- like... 23 is still a pretty big pool to be playing D&D with. Yeah. And so, like, they're just like, oh, so only six of us can be... Oh, like, six of our characters can be there? Well, I better make myself memorable. Oh. Smart strategy. You'd, you'd, Sam's right. It's a smart strategy. But the thing is, they're going to be really upset when I tell them that... It's only one of you? It's only going to be one of you. Are you going to... What if they listen to this right now? And they're just like... Well, hey, hey. y'all. It's going to be one of y'all. <laughs> so, I have a question, Derek. Yes. You wouldn't... Even though there are only 23 people, mm-hmm. and you were originally planning room for six, you wouldn't bump that number up to three or anything? Uh, I might. All right, all right, but no promises. I get it. See, the thing is, it's like, um, I expected all of them to be brought into the show as good guys, but it seems like a few of them are... Ooh. Borderline <laughs> villains? Yeah. A little, uh... And it's just like... Rowdy. In fact, I don't want to give too much because you just pointed out my my students may listen to this, so I'm not gonna say anything more about what I planned. <laughs> um, don't, don't keep um, them on their toes. So that was <laughs> that was. I'm gonna give it to you. That was clever. I want to remember. You know what? That's clever. That's yo. I... Strictly speaking, I'm just going to say this to say things to get me out of this. Whoa, that's intense, right? Um, strictly speaking, wouldn't, and this doesn't matter. I don't care. But would you even be able to know that you can bind humans to each other? I thought that wasn't something like well known. Or is it like? It's not. And I confronted that student on it. But I also ended last week's episode saying that hey my because i had my kids argue of whether or not spirits have personhood and then i was just like my two cents are that spirits do have personhood they have just as much personhood as us um so put two and two together on that one yeah uh man so what kind of just another little cute little question uh quick what kind of what kind of what kind of character are you playing oh i'm playing mr dirk batista um, I'm a no-nonsense Aruka-type teacher. Oh, I don't know why my brain was like, yes, Yamato. I guess when I'm angry, it's Yamato. You know, like, when they're just like, you know when Yamato gets to, like, the weird, like, scary eyes? Yeah, like, really intense looks like, ah, so this is what you're choosing. Yeah. Don't. Um, this is really unrelated, but... Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe ever since Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Strikers, I have a soft spot in my heart for Yamato, but I, I think I love him. He's great. This isn't relevant. Moving on. So, it's it's wild. Um, I'm going to tell Asia and Sam more off camera about what my kids did today. Um, sorry, off audio what my kids did today. Um, the rest of y'all can find out in the article that's going to be out uh, next Monday. Cross promotion. <laughs> but um, other than that, we have a few questions to get to. Uh, so, Stu Crew says, Melissa and Angela, huh? I'm glad this weird... Sorry, this, this came from episode 76, part two. Take a walk on the wild side. So if you don't remember, in that episode, uh, pretty much Angelo 
gave the full explanation about, hey, this is what I did to Nico. Oh, yeah. Um, also, uh, Melissa, also, uh, Star, we're related. Bye. Also, I'm in love with Melissa. Hi. So, Melissa and Angelo, huh? I'm glad this weird family just got a lot bigger. What would Gardein and Lazarus think of this union? Hmm. Like, I'm... Aren't they... No, go on. Go oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so they, they're your characters. They're, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know anything. I, um, I think Gardein would be all right with it because the thing is, Gardein only wants the approval of his kids anyway. Um, Lazarus, I think, also would like. Lazarus is angry, but I think Lazarus would ultimately be all right with it because no, actually, I think Lazarus is kind of just like wash his hands of his family and just kind of wants them dead. Oh my god! Oh, that's really intense. Yeah. What? But Angelo, aren't they friends? Weren't they close? Were they ever really more than a means to an end to Lazarus? He, he betrayed Angelo. Like, Melissa felt bad about it, but... Like, mm. Lazarus was like, well, pleasure doing business with you. Goodbye. Well. Uh, so... Blue Dye Guy says, Jesus, I'm glad that all this is just out in the open. Everyone is related. The romance is blossomed between Angelo and Melissa. Why did no player snatch up that snack? What's the deal, guys? Um, Who's the snack? Um, I'm assuming. Both? Well, we'll go with both. Um, Angelo's my brother. And Point Melissa? Blank. Um, Melissa, she dated my brother. I guess that is a, that is a real reason why you wouldn't date someone. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> That's a major deal breaker. Um. Eh, eh, eh. Um. Melissa for Adeshinev, Melissa literally tried to kill them. She's she's not like a huge fan, and Angelo. Things got a little complicated after like he took her arms. Like they were in the void. Uh, he tried to steal her dragon. That was the first thing he opened up with. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra just, mm, you know, she flirts. Um, Sensei Voltor. Oof! All the stuff about Angelo getting with Santana would have been weird in hindsight. Um, You're welcome. So the siblings are Angelo, Santos, Nico, Star, and Santana. How would Adeshina feel about her best friend's extended family? And how would Santana feel about all of this? Santana feeling about Adeshina being friends with her extended I, I think the siblings you have. Well, all the siblings I have? Uh, Santana grew up, like, not alone, but, like, she didn't have any, fam- like, real family. She only had Star. Mm-hmm. So I think she would, she loves having a lot of siblings. She looks like a big family. That's why she's adopting children slowly but surely. I noticed these. Um, I, I noticed this comment section uh, counted Santos as one of your siblings. Yeah. Do you count Santos as a sibling? Yeah. Do you count a clone as a sibling? Yes. Um, why? Yeah. Um, because. 
Yes, because Santos and Andrew have the same DNA. And what's a difference between a clone and a twin? Asia, um, the personhood of clones. Um, I guess you could say that. Hmm, interesting. I don't know why I fall on it. What's What's your argument for it, Dave? So, uh, I, I don't know where I fall on it because I'm just like. What's your thought process? Clones are just like. The thing is, normally clones are just like a completely artificial thing. But like the thing is, like. Santos is just like a magical copy. So, like. That's pretty definite. It's not even like it was made in like a vat or anything. It's not like he grew up or had a childhood. He was yeah. just like unequivocally Angelo until the split. Yeah. So, who knows? So, yeah. Twin. Clone. Do you guys think Adeshina also... Adeshina is just a clone and there's a real Adeshina within the void? I'm... What? 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 <laughs> that was a very... Um, what? Willem Dafoe's Spy Kids moment. <laughs> that was very weirdly deep. Willem Dafoe? Oh, yeah. Because remember how he was just like... Willem yeah. Dafoe was on the Spy Kids. Not Willem Dafoe. Who am I thinking of? Steve Ruscemi. Yeah, they, yeah. They I, the, I forgot his name. They have the same, like... like Vibe? They, they have, like, the same, like... Per, they're the same person in my mind. <laughs> What's the personhood of Steve Ruscemi? <laughs> well, what, Asia? It was like someone hit you with a truck. What happened? This has unfortunate implications, and I'm even annoyed that you brought it up, because you've been hinting at something. <laughs> and this is the most out there... This is the most, like, upfront you've been with your hinting, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pack this away. I'm gonna pack this away, and I'm not. I'm not gonna acknowledge this because it has really unfortunate implications. Hmm. Yeah, wait until you see Brokander's other generals. Okay, shut up. <laughs> um, so, how would you feel about your best friend's extended family? Um, ne- I guess Nico's and Santos. Like, how how would you feel about the siblings? Why would she care? That's true. I'm friends with your sibling, not you. That's true. You got me. But one of the siblings took your arm. And he was stuck in the void. We're over it. She just, it was just like, so you use the word stuck in the void, right? I, I want to make sure I get your vernacular down, right? What are you what what is he doing? What, what is this? You, this is fear-mongering. <laughs> You're using psychological tactics against me right now, and I refuse to engage. This what is what is this? Sam, are you picking up on this? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Santana, you were in the void for a little bit as well, right? No. You were. No. I don't recall that. Okay. Were we? Yep. First. Oh my god, you're right. We were in a mind palace. What? That was Theta. What? <laughs> Theta would control over the void. Also, if I had a fight like like that Santana, I could beat her up. Like, she was weak. But the void makes people strong as long as they can survive it. Oh, well, she was weak anyway, so she would not have. <laughs> That's a fact. Anyways, Derek, move on. Move on. We'll, we'll discuss this later. Move on. 
Um, Stu Crew had another question. So can you explain what Angelo did to Nico? I don't quite get it. So, yeah, that's a, it's a pretty uh, high-concept time thing. I want to try. Go ahead. Okay, so there's only one alpha timeline, right? Yes. But there are still multiple dimensions or multiple potential, yeah, multiple potentialities. Multiple potentialities. There's one alpha timeline, but there's like, oh, what this timeline could have been, but it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Because this is the timeline that's happening. Mm -hmm. So he used a ring with powers that he got from the void. It's more like a chain. A chain with powers that he got from the void, special void chain, magical item, to pull a potential Nico out of one of these potential timelines and merge it with the Nico from this timeline. Yes. To offset what would have actually happened in this timeline with that Nico. Yes. Yes. He, he used the chain. He, he, he called them paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that makes sense because, like, if you can't go backwards ever, you can see other paths. But, like, the path you go down is the path you go down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he chained our current, the Nico at the time of the changing, to the path of, like, this particular evil King Nico. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he didn't know which path he chose. Only thing is that it was different from the one that... That would have happened, and no matter what, that's better than having a cannibal. Yeah. I agree. So, that's pretty much what he did. Um, He pretty... And the thing is, what happens within the Alpha timeline is that once it's chained to Nico being that thing, Mm -hmm. it's now just stuck there. It's like, no matter what decisions are made, Nico's gonna become that. That's the power of the paths. He only... He only had one. To get the paths, you got to be in the void for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he was, arguably. Too bad there's no one else that's going to be in the void for a while. Eric, shut up. So, final question. I guess there's two questions. There's an Asia lover and an Ange- Angela lover. Which one you want? Angela. Angela lover? So, I love that my ship has a chance of coming to life. Angelo Exodesia. What? Asia, <laughs> please create a headcanon for the two of them getting together. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're putting you on the spot, Asia? Um, um, you have 10 seconds on the clock? You're putting me on the spot when it comes to romance. <laughs> so, um, first of all, that's really funny. Yeah, Angelo. Yeah, I'm in love with Melissa. I love her. I love her so much. Yeah, my ship has... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my ship has a chance. My ship's never going to die. <laughs> People break up. Um, Angelo and Adeshina. I feel like it will be a lot of exasperated Adeshina. But, like, she has a lot of patience to deal with Angelo's, like, antics. And out of anyone on the original Bound, even though Angelo opened up really terribly, she ended up, like, he ended up being one of the people that she, like, not trusted, but I guess anything close to trusted the most. So, um, and they both like 
you know, just traveling and Adetrina doesn't really feel really strongly about like one way or the other about stealing. She doesn't really care. So I assume that like once you got the biggest like, what do you call it? The biggest obstacle to this would just be their own personalities. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But at the same time, because like Adetrina doesn't like doesn't necessarily care for stuff that's like really over dramatic and over the top and some of the stuff Angela does like annoys her and but it's just like she has the patience to deal with it so okay so um if this is a question that I went back it's been on our last four episodes um someone really wants this question answered mm-hmm. um I will answer for John Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want your character to to end up with in the world of Alan? Uh, Sam. Oh, um, Remus. Okay. He's a prince. Um, my girl, she has a simple. She's simple. She just wants someone to take care of her. Someone with money. Someone with power. Um, she also wants to be respected. Um, I'm, the more I'm talking about this, the more I'm like, yeah, she's really. She has a lot of standards, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess since she's been a courtesan, she's been around a lot of, like, noblemen. She wouldn't want just, like, any old person. She'd want, like, top-tier, top-shelf um, lover. Yeah. When we go to the lover store, we get the top-shelf. Um, so, yeah. So, I think Remus... Get that bargain bin lover out of here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think Remus, probably, mm-hmm. just because I also feel like she enjoys someone who's not easily enamored by her. The challenge, the hunt. So yeah. Okay. Unless someone better comes along. That's an asterisk. Asia, you gotta choose one character. Oh, just, uh, I can make it quick. Okay. Um, with the Dutchina, n- well, neither one of my characters, I'm, like, really open. I don't know how their romance would go Mm -hmm. with them not being like quick to romance people so it's really just up in the air yeah um the closest thing i have to an end game would probably be avery and i'm not even like 100 percent sold on that Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like that's a lot of really cute tropes and for ezra (sighs) r.i.p maldoy but I don't know, cause she's she's particular. Adeshna can get along with a lot of people. I feel like you have to have an. I feel like Ezra's an acquired taste when it comes to romance. Ambrose is a potentiality. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star's a potentiality. You're right. No, I feel like Star wouldn't like her. Star's too good. Yeah. But that's my thoughts. Okay. Um, we're going to end this episode with something fun. Um, the John answer is no one. Her hand is not anyone. Um, Derek wants to explore without John knowing. Who do y'all think would be best for Rokander? Because uh... I was thinking about it. I don't want to subject anyone to that. Um. God. Yeah. I'm... I'm... Yeah, same. Alice? That's like a weird, that's, like... That's uh, mean to Alice. Yeah. 
And no, and no, no one. No, I, I can't think of any NPC that would just be genuinely compatible with Rogue Candor that we've seen. Yeah, same. That's true. Well, thanks, John. You made an unlovable character. Hey. And that's all the time we have for stirring the pot. Do, 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 do. Bye, everyone. Bye.